Hey everybody, welcome to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips podcast. This is the weekly reselling recap for the week ending December 14th, 2019. We're actually going to talk a little bit about two weeks worth here because as you may have noticed, uh, there was no podcast last week, which is both true and a lie because I did actually record one and edit it. And as I was going to save it to upload it, the software crashed and I lost everything. And after two hours of work on that, I just didn't have it in me to do it again. So I didn't. So this will we'll kind of talk about two weeks worth here. Uh, two weeks ago was a pretty decent week. I believe if my memory serves me correctly, there were about 70 orders, give or take, for just short of $1,000. Um, so it was an improvement on the week before. I had I mentioned in that podcast, which none of you heard because it didn't actually publish, that I was pretty pleased with that from the standpoint of I don't have a lot of merchandise that's new that would necessarily be considered maybe Christmas gift giving material. Um, I've got a lot of vintage stuff and you know old CDs and used Blu-ray movies and magazines and just you know kind of stuff like that. I'm not selling. I don't have a lot of toys. I don't have a lot of video games. Um, very little in the way of clothing. So not a ton of stuff that would necessarily be Christmas um, gift material. And yet I had my best week in a month. So I was pleased with that. Going into this week, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, but it turned out to be actually an outstanding week. Um, between eBay and Mercari, um, I had over 70 orders and about $1,500 worth of merchandise go out. So really, really strong. Um, I'm going to hit some of the high points and again, maybe suggest some things that you may be walking past uh, when you're at sales that you might want to might want to take a look at. The, the big order for the week I believe I had mentioned in a previous podcast that I had picked up a large lot of magazines, um, British World War II historical magazines called After the Battle. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a complete set, but I had enough to make up lots of anywhere from six to ten, um, kind of in consecutive order, so twenty through twenty seven and twenty nine or something, you know, kind of to that effect. And I listed those for what worked out to. I think $6 an issue in the lots. I had an individual that um, bought all of my remaining lots. He sent me uh, best offers on each of them that worked out to $5 an issue. Um, 59 magazines in all plus shipping. Uh, the total order ended up being right around $325. Um, I had sold several lots of those before, um, but I had about 12 or 13 cents an issue in these. I bought the whole stack for $10. Um, so, you know, by my reckoning this particular order, my my gross profit before fees and, you know, all of that um, was about $288 on 59 magazines. So if you are out at, especially estate sales, I, I don't know that you might find this so much at garage sales. Maybe you would, but... Uh, definitely at the estate sales, um, 
you'll find where people had collected specialty magazines, not not Time or Newsweek, although some of them can, can do okay in lots, but certainly nothing like this. But if there's something unusual, History of the Second World War, um, these after the battle, um, I have some other ones we'll talk about later that were put out by the Titanic Historical Society, stuff like that that's really unusual and would be something aimed at a specific collector they're worth if especially if there's a good size stack of them they're worth taking a stab at and making somebody an offer the odds are you're going to be able to get them super cheap because probably nobody else is even going to look at them and and in both of these cases i just took an example magazine up to the person that was running the sale i was like you got a whole stack of these back there i didn't even count them i don't know how many there are but what would you take for the whole stack? And she's like, how about 10 bucks? So that that's essentially what I ended up doing. Um, and then I went back to her because I found more of a different magazine and I did the same thing on those. And I ended up walking out of there with 190 some magazines that I had 20 bucks in that I have made probably close to $600 on total so far. So definitely... Uh, be on the lookout for that kind of stuff when you're uh, going through the estate sales. Uh, electronics items are another one that can do well. They're kind of a hassle, especially the bigger ones. Um, I sold a Samsung uh, DVD VHS combo. Um, this one was pretty primo. It had the remote, the manual. It had all the cables with it. Um, so this was a pretty good package. I picked it up at an estate sale back in September. I paid $5 for it and it sold for $64.99 plus shipping. Shipping, uh, the, the buyer paid shipping, um, and it was about $34 and it, it took every bit of that to get the thing shipped. I think my actual cost before materials was $33.90. Um, so it's, they're expensive to ship. You want to make sure when you're doing the listing that you've got the dimensions of the box that you expect to pack it in and the weight pretty well spot on uh, so you don't lose your shirt on the shipping. Um, I'll see these occasionally out there where somebody will be offering them for, you know, 50 or 60 bucks free shipping. And I'm, you know, knowing in the back of my head that even a box that's just barely big enough to hold it is going to be oversized and you're going to have $24, $25 in shipping. It makes it a little more difficult to make money. Um, If you're willing to sit on them for a little bit, like I said, I had this one for several months. Someone will come along um, and snap the thing up, but definitely take the time to do that preliminary work before you do the listing so that you have the shipping correct. So you just, you don't, don't take a bath on it. Um, The customers will pay it. Um, and you can, you could do it free also. And, you know, I'd have probably marked this thing, 99 bucks free shipping. Um, whatever you're more comfortable with, I've done both ways. I see this question asked actually quite a bit online. Um, you know, do you offer free shipping? Do you notice a difference between free shipping and not? And I've got several categories where I have items listed both ways, some with free shipping and some without. And I don't, I don't personally see any difference. Um, I sell just as many items with or without customer paid shipping. So I'd be curious what your experience is on that. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, feel free to leave a comment down in the comment section. Um, But I'd be real curious what others think. Um, You see kind of the same arguments 
online when that question gets asked on a Facebook group. Some people only do free shipping. Some people never do free shipping. Um, and there are people like me that uh, it's kind of category specific. Uh, seems like a lot of media, DVDs, CDs, um, books to some extent, people don't charge shipping. Almost everything out there is, is whatever, five, six, eight, ten bucks free shipping. When you see things in lots where there are multiple items that will still be going out media mail, in a lot of those cases, you'll see people charge shipping. And I, I do the same, generally speaking. Uh, if I lot up four, five, six paperbacks or hardbacks in a lot, um, I generally will price them and have the buyer pay shipping. Another nice sale, uh, I lotted up. I had bought, I think I mentioned previously, a huge assortment of DVDs that I had less than 30 cents a piece in. Um, these were Blu-rays. Um, I had a huge, uh, huge, it's nine items. Um, Westerns, a lot of uh, Clint Eastwood, the old spaghetti Westerns. There were a total of nine of them. I had them listed for $59.95, free shipping, um, because I had priced them kind of at the high end of the spectrum. And I got an offer for 50 bucks. decided to just flip out of them and, and move them out. Less than $4 I had in them, um, actually considerably less than $4 I had in them, um, and sold them for 50 bucks. So that's a win. Graphic novels can do well. There are some that bring just absolutely crazy money. Uh, I had a copy of Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi Volume 1, the Force Storm graphic novel. Um, apparently, this is fairly scarce. I had mine listed at, I believe, $43, $42, something like that. Um, I put a sale on this week for items that were um, over $10 and had been listed for more than 20 days to just try to spur a little activity on older merchandise. Um, I think I had the graphic novels at maybe 15% off. It got it down to $38.69, which made mine the lowest by over $6 on eBay. Somebody made me an offer of $30, and I responded back with uh, $38, which was obviously it's only $0.69 cents off what I had it listed for to begin with. And I said, you know, at, at thirty at my sale price with the discount, I'm already the cheapest one. But so you feel like you got something, I'll do $38 even plus shipping. Um, and they accepted that. So I had maybe 50 cents. I bought this was part of a big lot of comic books and graphic novels that I bought. So 50 cents turned into 38 bucks plus shipping. I mentioned at the outset when I was talking about the uh, the magazines that I had picked up some from the Titanic Historical Society. Um, I sold a lot of those. I have those online in lots of four, which is essentially a full year's worth. It's a quarterly magazine. I have them listed for 36 bucks. I think that's right. Yeah, 36 bucks for the lot because um, it looked like a lot of folks were listing them individually for anywhere from nine to $12. So I put them up for $36 plus shipping for a lot. And I received an offer for one particular, it was 1988's issues of $30. So I went ahead and took that. Again, that was part of that big stack, um, 80 or 90 some odd magazines in that series that I had 10 bucks total in. So about 12, 13 cents a piece. Um, so in this case, less than 50 cents for the four of them, 
and it was a $30 sale plus shipping. I know a lot of people don't like messing around with CDs, and I will be the first to admit there are a ton of slow movers, and even if you lot them up, sometimes they're going to sit there for a while, um, but they can do well if you've got the right titles and artists and you get them kind of lotted up correctly. Um, I purchased a huge batch of CDs a couple of months ago. It was about 1,100 items. I've been wading my way through those and um, I paid about 70, no, that's not right, about 30 cents a piece for these. Um, And I've long since already made my money back and I haven't even got half of them listed. But I sold a, a bundle. I had a lot of four John Prine CDs. Um, and then there was a one-off uh, John Prine anthology, which was a two-disc set that had some value on its own. I had somebody make me an offer of $40 total for those two groups of CDs. Um, and I went ahead and took that. That was $40 free shipping. CDs, I almost always do free shipping unless it's a big lot of 20 or more. Um, but that's a, again, that's a really nice sale. That's five CDs that I've got, give or take, 25 or 30 cents a piece in. So call it maybe a buck and a half, and it turned into a $40 sale. Those are the kind of margins that, that you can make. Now, again, you're going to have some dead inventory. Um, it's like scanning books. Maybe you want to take the time and see... You know, if there's stuff there that you don't want to mess with, but generally that affects the price that you can buy them at. So I'll just generally make a blanket offer and buy them all and just be done with it. The ones that don't look like they're going to do well, I'll lot up with others of the same genre or the same artist and make bundles of three, four, five, ten CDs um, and give a ridiculously good price on them, sometimes as low as 50 cents a piece plus shipping in a bigger lot like that, and you'll generate some sales. They're not big money, but you've turned some inventory. You've got some activity on your account. You get some good feedback. It's a win-win, even if it's not necessarily hugely profitable. Books, I just mentioned, books continue to do well for me. Paperbacks in particular, because they're fairly easy and inexpensive to ship. I had a lot of nine the Babylon 5 science fiction series. These were all first printings, um, all in very good condition. I had them on a, a lot for, I think, 36 bucks uh, plus shipping. I received an offer of $30 plus shipping, and I went ahead and took that. Um, I had about 50 cents a piece in those books. So again, four and a half bucks turned into 30. I bought a big lot of old um, Kenner soccer action figures a couple of months ago. Um, I'd hate to think how many there were. It worked out to my cost on them was 41 cents a piece. Um, I've sold a couple of them individually for four, five, six bucks plus shipping. Um, I had one group of five that was the entire uh, collection for that particular year of the English national team. I lotted those five up together, put them up for $24.99 plus shipping, and those sold. So an investment of about $2. Uh, I made about 15 times my money back on that. Those are probably the big hitters for the week. There was a lot of little stuff, eight, $9 books, um, a lot of classical CDs for $20, 
a Sonic the Hedgehog 16-inch uh, plush that I had about two bucks in that I sold for 15. Uh, a couple of hats, a couple of cross-stitch pattern books. Uh, you can tell my mix of product is pretty broad. If there's if there's any daylight in it, um, I will usually take a chance. Um, I have mentioned I think I. I have a store, I pay for the premium store, so I have a significant amount of free listings every month. So I don't I don't mind to throw some stuff up there just to see what sticks and what kind of price they bring. Um, and I, I don't mind to sit on things. This is, there's a lot of long tail stuff in my store that I'll list and 60, 90 days down the road, someone will snap it up um, and that, even goes for stuff that you think might sell quickly, and sometimes they just don't. Um, I had a Seattle Seahawks coffee mug that I put online right at the start of the football season, and it sat there until just last week. And somebody paid, you know, seven bucks plus shipping. I had fifty cents in it from Goodwill. If you don't mind sitting on inventory for a while, uh, you can make some money on these longer tail items. So that's your recap for the week ending. December 14th, 2019 from Galaxy CDs Rocks. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you're into uh, the reselling game, I hope you've had a good holiday season. Um, I would expect that things will probably start to wind down for a lot of us now. We're to the point where other than priority shipments and stuff that's light enough to go first class, um, things are not going to arrive in time for Christmas at this point. Anything that's going out, USPS, ground, uh, you're pretty much hosed. They're just, uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed it, but the post office is woefully backed up at this point, um, particularly on ground shipments, things like media mail. I have some stuff that's been out for a week and has still not been delivered. So anything you do this week is unlikely to make it by Christmas. And I would think that your customers are probably aware of that as well. So if a lot of your business was, you know, holiday fourth quarter type stuff, uh, things are going to begin to slow down. I appreciate you all checking this out and we will see you again very soon. Thanks so much.